winning ground. Taking unawares, faced with uncertainties as to what will happen next in her life, unsure of the intentions of people around her, afraid of the decisions that will be taken over her fate and that of her children. These are some of the feelings women begin to experience at the death of their spouses. This is Gaining Ground, and here I take you on a journey where we look at the challenges facing women and girls who have lost their spouses and their fathers, and the encounters they face with their families and the society in trying to get their inheritance. My name is Ehi Ohiani. On this episode, we look at the story of a young mother of three children who lost her beloved husband. My name is Mary Owecho. My husband was very, very sick. In fact, he's sick for almost two years. I suffer with him too much before he died. Not only did she lose her spouse, but she also lost many other things alongside. Then carry the children, collect my car. My husband bought for me. Then collect everything, even houses. We have land in the village, then collect everything. The sister said I should go and remarry. I refused to go. Inheritance is seen as possessions received from someone after the person dies. When the man of a home dies, this should be the right of those directly related to him or those whom he desired to give such possessions or gifts. According to the Nigerian law, both women and men are recognized equally when it comes to inheritance. In spite of this, women are disinherited forcefully every day in various parts of Nigeria. Since then, me and my children have been suffering. After he died, we went to the village for the burial. My husband, people in the office, they promised us that they, they are going to sponsor my children in the school to university level. But the brother refused that he's going to train them himself. And that is why those people didn't train my children again. My name is Isaac Owecho Chigba. You know, we're giving scholarship here in Benue State. I and my siblings and my uncle defied the scholarship. He said he wanted training us. My uncle took us from her left her with nothing. Even those things, my dad died and left. We had a plot of land close by. We had a house. My uncle sold them and left her like that. Even my dad's gratuity, he was collecting my dad's gratuity without even giving anything to her. Why did they pay to him? Was he your dad's next of kin? No, I was the next of kin. I had this document that I actually, I actually stole from him because there was no way I could get the document. He went to the court. When my dad died, he did this declaration that I was a minor and under his custody. So everything was now under him. That was how he was able to reach it. I packed these children, collect everything in the name of he's going to train these children. I refused that. He should carry everything and he should leave me and the children. I will stay with my children, then refuse and collect them by force. The disinheritance of women has therefore been identified as one of the forms of violence against women which leads to other forms of violence faced not only by the women but by their children as well, such as dropping out from school, child labor or even physical molestation. 
For Mary Owecho, her children were taken from her and thereby exposed to different dangers. Then took the boy to Jos and then took the girl to Nasrawa. She's schooling with the auntie there, but after the school, they used to uh, selling kuno and pure water up and down. The last girl, I refused to give them the girl. She was with me. Mary Owecho is of the Idoma tribe of Benue State, Nigeria, and married under the Idoma native law and custom. An Idoma elder, Samuel Okeve Omoha, the son of Otsapa Ogumale, explains what typically happens traditionally after the death of a man and who is entitled to inherit the late man's property. Uh, when that happened, we first of all asked the woman, your husband is late now. Maybe no quarrel is just because either sickness or one thing and the husband died. We will now call the woman, ask her, your husband is no more. What do you want? Do you want to stay with us or you want to go your way? She will say she wants to stay and look after his children or her children. Fine. Or maybe they will ask her again, among the brothers of your late husband, are you interested in any one of them that can equally have you now as a husband so that you stay? If he's interested in any, he will say, yes, I'm interested in Mr. A. Then the traditional rights will be done. Then he will sit in the house again and become that person's uh, wife. They can still make children in addition to what she has for, for the family. Normally, your children will inherit whatever you have because they are your children. Your wife, too, is equally entitled to some property as well because you stay together and you make the children together. And even if when your wife is not there, uh, the relation are not taking the property away. The property belongs to the children who are your children as well. So that is how we look at it in my place. Barista Caroline Ekwendu of Mbafan Chambers is a widow who has handled many cases of widows in similar situations as hers. She shares her thoughts on a practice that some may consider tradition. Some women come here, they complain that because their husband's brothers want to sleep with them and because they have refused, that is why they want to take everything. And I see that as being uh, terrible. It is highly barbaric to me. In the traditional Nigerian setting, it is believed that a couple do not just get married to themselves only, but it is a marriage between two families. This should bring unity between the two families. Elder Samuel explains why he thinks there's usually problems between women and their in-laws after the death of their husbands. You know when they talk about women when they lost their husband. They continue crying, they have taken this away from me, this is supposed to belong to me, they have taken it away. You know, most of that issue, that problem comes from that woman. Because some women, their mouth, na basket mouth, and some women, the moment if they want to marry a man, they will try all their possible best to relate very well to the family of their husband. But the moment they are married, after maybe their first or second child, she becomes a different person. She doesn't want to see the relation of their husband in their houses. They don't want even their husband to do anything financially or anything good. But all she was trying to capture was focusing on herself and her family. 
Since the man is still living, the family have no say. They will be watching. So the moment the man died, because the woman did not keep good relationship with the husband's people, they will tell you, okay, I think it don't happen. All you have been doing, let's see your end. Now you don't want us to reach our son. Now our son is no more. The one you have eaten is enough for you. Give us the remaining one. So that is the most important problem. The good relationship that some women fail to keep with the husband people. Well, in reality, how true is this? Will the woman always be treated well if she maintains a good relationship with her in-laws? That is not true. It's not. There are people who were very, very cooperative and very, very close with their in-laws at the time their spouses were living. But after that, after they passed on, because they know that if you are dead, you don't see. So they became different people altogether. I remember when my husband was alive, my brother-in-laws were coming to this state as if it was just next door. They were coming, I was cooking for them. Before morning, they said they want to go as early as 8 o'clock. I get up again and I'm cooking. Since after my husband's death 12 years ago, they have not bothered to care whether anybody exists here. And there were some people that my husband was even, who were, he's the one that trained them. So what are you telling me? Which relationship? Regardless of how true this may be, the question remains, why should the relationship between a woman and her in-laws be a determinant to whether she can inherit the property she labored for with her husband after he dies? Marriage in Nigeria can be contracted under three different laws, the customary law, the Sharia law, and the statutory law. Marriage contracted under the statutory law takes precedence over the customary law in many aspects, including inheritance. Today, women decide to get married under the statutory law, what many know as court marriage. What does Elder Samuel think about women who choose to have the court marriage in addition to the traditional marriage? And that is why you see most of these girls now, they are running uh, after marriage or what marriage they say uh, is a court marriage. Those who have bad minds towards something to happen tomorrow, they go about that. Okay, they go and, and do court yes, marriage. Yes, and by that time now, when he knows what he has done is bad now, or he knows maybe tomorrow will be bad, he go now to say court marriage, so that by the time it happens, they will go there and address it. But they fail to go to the chief who is the traditional head when you are talking about traditional issues. This is Gaining Ground, and today we're looking at the story of Mary Orocho, a widow who was disinherited from her husband's property. Educated women are more likely to have greater decision-making power in their households. Had they be I gone to school, my children would not suffer like this. I don't wish anybody to suffer the way I suffer. I do many, many things just for me to survive. I'm doing grinding. I used to do house building. I used to go there and follow there and miss this concrete just for me to get food and feed my children. When our uncles rejected us and said, okay, they were no longer going to train us, that they done the best they could do. We had to come back to her because we had nowhere else to go. And coming back to her, the body even got worse. She wasn't doing any good job. There was nothing really tangible she was doing because this work she's doing, she's been paid 9,000 naira. So you can imagine where you're having a full family, like family of four, and then you're you expected to use 9,000 naira to take care of them. 9,000 naira every month 
is the equivalent of earning $25 every month, which also means earning less than $1 every day. Many women never bother to get back what is rightfully theirs for various reasons. I tried to get my property back. The house in the village where they buried my husband. They, they didn't renovate the house once. They didn't take care of the house. Right now, nobody wanted to enter the house. Had they been, I'm dragging with them by now. I, I could have been in the grave now. They could have do me something now. By now, they could have killed me. I have nobody to to help me fight for the uh, property. We've tried fighting this thing several times. We've tried it. This man is wealthy. The person we're talking about, my uncle. And this is not a man that we can just take to court and stand against just like that. He has the money to fight it. We don't. There are many memories that women who have lost their spouses never forget in a hurry. Memories that live with them for a lifetime. The day I will never forget is the day my husband left me. That is the day I will never forget. I will never forget. That minute, I can never forget. In spite of the numerous challenges women face after their spouses are gone, it still doesn't change the way they feel about their spouses. I don't regret following my husband because I love him. I love him and I, I make him have, have joy before he leaves this world. I don't sleep in the night though. I used to cry always. And when I think of those children, even if I cook, I will not eat that food again. In the night, that is how I will be counting sleep till daybreak. I cannot sleep. I cannot sleep. In this edition of Gaining Ground, production was assisted by Simbi Sevendi, Jeremiah Jimmy, Haruna Ibrahim, and Erima Mbede of Harvest FM Makodi, Benue State, Nigeria. My name is Ehi Ohiani. This production is done with support from the International Women's Media Foundation, Howard Buffett Fund for Women Journalists.